But yeah, Gilby Clark just gets trampled by a load of, uh, you know, ho- horses on, on chariots in the uh, in the Circus Maximus as Axel and Slasher on stage. So uh, yeah, that would be quite fun. I know. I can I can remember when I went went to Rome as eleven year old, and uh, I wanted to go to the Circus Maximus, and it was just hugely disappointed. It was just grass. There wasn't even any remnants of the actual. Yeah, media. Do you know? Do you know one of the best things about the Circus Maximus, actually, in Rome in general, is if you go there in the summer, it's really really hot, right? And you're like, oh, I need to get some water, and then you know, you go up to like a, a drink stand or a cafe, and they're like, oh, it's like four euros for a bottle because they're trying to fleece the tourists, right? But what a lot of tourists don't realise is that because it goes all the way back, obviously, to ancient Rome, they've still got the old Roman water fountains. And not only is the water, it tastes fantastic because it's mineral water. It is absolute ice cold. So you can just take an empty bottle, two litre bottle, fill it up, which is what I'll do when I see Guns N' Roses in July. It'll be be 10 euros a bottle when Guns N' Roses play. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what, what, what do I do beforehand? Do I go and get the three course lunch or the seven? The full work. Um, anyway, you, yeah. you won't regret that decision. It'll be well worth the journey. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking like, because it's, you know, it'd be nice to go to a gig somewhere like Rome and just, you know, see what the quality of snacks is like. Because, <laughs> you know, it, it should be pretty good if it's in Rome. You know, there'll, there'll be no, there'll be no like really dodgy noodles that Wolfman takes, spends four days shit now after. <laughs> <laughs> evening, evening, Wolfman. How much for it's tickets? Like, uh, I think they're about ninety euros. Yeah, it's about the same then. Yeah. You're worth every penny. I don't know who the support act is. Who gives a um, fuck? Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's like one of those like up and coming bands like Metallica or something. <laughs> well, look, it's better than seeing them at Glastonbury. So, you know. Oh, that is going. It's going to be so cliche. That is the the crowd, not the band. The crowd. Of course, you wasted it's, on it's, them. I was. I was. I wasn't happy with Metallica playing there because I mean I know that they were. They it was inevitable that they would have done something like that at some point because they're always. Oh, we've never done this before, so let's do it. Um, but like when I remember like looking at the crowd and it's like all those like you know really annoying middle class people who thought they were that you think they're into metal and doing like the fucking horn gesture and you're like. It's just, it, it's, it, it just, it hurts me. And that's not elitist. That is like, stop appropriating my subculture. Metallica's set was very, um, was very sort of radio friendly as well. You know, they, they played yeah. it safe. But do you, know, do, you reckon, like, do you reckon when Guns N' Roses play um, Glastonbury, like Axel's, Axel's going to come out and just go, do you know where the fuck you are? You're on the dairy farm, baby. <laughs> What pissed me off more about it, though, is I found out a, a BBC News notification popped up on my phone and there was all this this big news story about all these bands that have been announced for Glastonbury and um, all this shit about Arctic Monkeys and a load of other stuff that I've never heard of. And it was like, oh, yeah, and, and Guns N' Roses are playing too kind of thing. And it's like, this is one of the biggest fucking bands on the planet. This is a massive coup for a festival like Glastonbury to get Guns N' Roses in the first place. 100 million plus album sales. And these cunts don't give a fuck. It just, it's just disrespectful. Massively disrespectful. I mean, people, I think people like, uh, from like our, our generation and people who are a little bit older really get the impact that Guns N' Roses had. Whether you like them or not, I mean, they were, they were everywhere. 
They yeah. were all over yeah. all over the media. Like, yeah. you know, they, they they would play Wembley Stadium and they'd sell it out in like an hour or two. Mainstream you know? media. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just... And again, it's like, you know, we were talking... Uh, was it last week about Jimi Hendrix? But to yeah. some extent... And I think Slash is a guitar player who, who, who gets some of the same problems that Hendrix has got. Is that I think some people overrate him a bit much or, or make, make a lot more of him than he actually is. But like the, the guitar, the hair, the hat. Yeah, it's the full most package. People would recognize the hat. Yeah. It's, it's transcended. Yeah. That 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 band. You know, he, he he's he's it's iconic. Um, you know, the name is you know, I'm gonna find a, a, a better name for a band, Guns N' Roses. I mean no, it's like no. yeah. Like the, the, the presentation and it was it was authentic, it was genuine, it wasn't contrived or cliched. You know, I mean and just and, and like you know all that they were that absolute perfect crossover band where if you if you were a Slayer fan there was something for you if you were mainstream you had the hits yeah you had the solos you had the riffs you had yeah. the the attitude you know it's it, it, it's, it's it's like um that when you, again when you look at that that Channel Four top ten stadium rock band TV show and I think it's one of the guys from Kerrang he says. When they first came out, they reminded people to some degree of the um, of Aerosmith and other people to some degree of Rolling Stones, but they were really a kind of combination of those two bands. But when you take those two bands and you put them together, you get something really special. Yeah, and that was Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope that you know they uh, they they get the sort of welcome they deserve, I suppose, but I don't know, pardon the pun, but it's not worthy of Guns N' Roses for me. So there you go. Should we, uh, let's, let's, let's move on a bit. Um, before we get to rounding up February's metal releases, because there's loads, so we've got a lot to get through. Um, there's been a few other bits and pieces this week. So Metallica drops another single. Uh, if Darkness Had a Son, weird title, but fair enough. Um, what do we both think of it? What do you reckon? First couple of listens? I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Ah, you suck. Sorry. It's it's not a single, is it, really? It's an album track. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I wouldn't call it a single either, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. If, 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 yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with dropping an album track instead of a single, but I mean, the way things happen these days, it's difficult to tell, but it's it's not... Yeah, it's it's the whole vibe of it is a bit different, a bit bit more introverted compared to the other two and um i can't i think i think it might work better within within the context of an album whereas the other yeah. two tracks were yeah singles that you can sort of bash on at any time so I, I'm, I'm gonna reserve comment at the moment i'm still really looking forward to the album the first two singles oh. are good i like i like this one i do like it um it, like you said it has got a different groove to it a bit slower but the lyrics are odd hetfield's lyrics these days are a little bit strange but um but i i like it and you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Um, Extreme also dropped a new single this week, which I can't admit I'm not keen on. Didn't really do it for me. What about you? They, they're going for a different vibe here. I liked it, and I think it will grow on me even more. I, again, it's they're they're not going for the sort of a big, big sound that they could do at times. And don't forget, you know, they they could pull it back and be a bit bit interesting here and there. So I don't know. It's it surprised me, but. Yeah, I want to learn. I want to listen to more. It didn't it's sound like extreme to me. It just didn't just didn't sound like them at all. 
No, no, I get that. Maybe, maybe that's a good thing. I mean, maybe the other stuff will, will sound. Yeah, we um, there yeah, we talk about the solo. It, it's a Nuno Betancourt solo. I mean, it is definitely a Nuno know, Betancourt solo. <laughs> 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 it is what it is, and you 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 either you either appreciate it in all its glory, or um, or, or you die. But it's basically the kind of guitar solo that sort of like you know walks into a room, swings the door open with its <laughs> cock hanging out, waving it around. Here I am, and then it turns around and walks off again. Yeah, it's just it, yeah, it's so Nuno Betancourt, it's ridiculous. But Let, let's do this right. I'm going to listen to it now on my headphones. Keep talking. All right. Well, it's about six and a half minutes long, so we'll come back to you. Yeah. Oh well, well, you know, I'll have it in. Just, just um... watch my facial expressions. I've vomit on the keyboard. Obviously, I don't like. <laughs> Svalbard also drops a, a new single this week. This is coming from their their upcoming album, um, which will be the first oh, nuclear blast. Sorry, straight off the bat. Not a bad guitar tone. Yeah, the guitar tone's good. Put your headphones in and come back to us when you're finished. Um, yeah, the new Svalbard track, Eternal Spirits. Um, I really like this. Really like yes. it. I really like the band anyway, but this is particularly good. Really, I like the new direction. I mean, it's, is it, was it four minutes? Just about, about? that, yeah. There's a lot yeah. going on, isn't there? Yeah, a huge amount. Yeah, and uh, like I say, it's, it's, really, it's got a really big sound at times, real sort of epic vibe, um, accessible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that little bit of clean vocals in there makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. But it also, it, it, it's a bit less spacey. It, it feels a bit more direct and, yeah. you know, something that could... It sounds like they can bother the charts a bit. Yeah, I think I think um, they could definitely make a breakthrough. They're starting to pop up in Kerrang! and yeah, yeah, all that yeah. kind of thing now. You know, there's, there's quite a big fuss. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the album when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they, yeah, they could make that sort of next step now, I think. Yeah, one to watch, definitely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. The Almighty Reunion, which we were talking about a few weeks back, was finally confirmed this week. Um, three shows in the UK, Glasgow, Manchester and London, end of November, early December. Just three shows. We're all going. Well, me, Ant and a few others are going. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, but what I, you know what, I just hope it's a really good mix of everything they've done. I don't... I think it will to, be. Yeah, I don't really want them to focus too much on the first couple of albums because I know they're probably held in a bit better regard and maybe stuff like Just Have Life isn't but I you know I, I think they're great across the board yeah. I really do and it's it's all viable stuff and um, yeah that's kind of my only sort of fear is that they they don't do too much of later stuff but we'll see, I, we'll see. I think I think we'll get a good a good two hour set out of it and I think it will oh. be a, a proper complete fucking bells and whistles front to back look one of my favourite Almighty albums is the self-titled one that came out in 2000. I love that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's so many anthems on that, and I, I hope there's plenty from that. Same as you, just hope they give a really good, broad range of, of what they've given us over the years. But well, just I mean, three... if you're going to do something like that, then you might as well. It's, exactly, um, exactly. There's no point wasting it. No, no. So uh, good-sized venues. I think they will sell out. You know, they won't sell out that quick, I don't expect, but they, they will definitely sell out. I expect there'll be a few people sort of come the time, sort of old farts like like us. who will be like, oh shit, still yeah. tickets available. That'd be a good luck, good night out. So yeah, yeah, it'd be one of those, be one of those. But you know, fifty quid a ticket, you know, it, it isn't cheap. But you want a decent set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, it's a band I've never seen. Um, so I, you know, it, it is what it is. Fifty quid, you have to get on with it. It's not till December, so I've got plenty of time to look forward to it. So <laughs> that's it, yeah. Okay, you now. Um, so yeah, Marty Friedman rejoining Megadeth for three songs in Boogie. Three Carter. songs. You, did you see any of it? Have you seen any footage? I, I'm of not it? yet. No, no. Um, I watched. I watched a quick sort of clip from up in the sort of, you know, up in the sort of stanchions type thing. It could have been anybody. 
you know, he, he played Countdown to Extinction, Tornado of Souls, and Symphony of Destruction. You know, predictable. I'm sure it was good. I'm sure it was good at the time. Um, they're already talking about doing it again because they're both playing Vakken in August. So it probably won't be the last time, but I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of that, isn't it? <laughs> One other little bit of news I saw this week, which which I thought was quite interesting. Um, Simon Neal from Biffy Clyro has got a, a metal side project called Empire State Bastard. And they're, uh, they're doing Arc Tangent in the summer and, and whatnot. They just announced to do, do their first three shows in the UK. I think this is their first show. Uh, Glasgow, Manchester and London, same as the Almighty. Um, but he's roped in Dave Lombardo on drums. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, there's only a little snippet of the music on social media, um, but it sounds heavy. What makes it tempting for me is um, seeing Dave Lombardo in the underworld. <laughs> I mean, that's that yeah, would be, be, cool. be his well, kit on the think, stage. That'll be it. I don't. I don't think. Though, I don't really agree with your characterization of Dave Lombardo being roped in. I don't think you rope Lombardo into anything. He either plays <laughs> or he doesn't. <laughs> well, uh, either way, um, it will be uh, it will be an interesting one. So um, I, I, I might have to go along. Although it'll probably okay, sell out so, in no time at all. Colin, what do you think? Yeah, I like it. I, do, I, I think I think it's good. I like the chug on it. I'm not sure about the, the vocals. Yeah. I need to listen to it again. The intro riff, the, the main riff, you're right about the guitar solo. I mean, when the guitar solo starts, I was like, oh, he's not, oh, he's gone for the wah-wah pedal again. But he kind of, it goes off in a different direction. So, no, like, I, I'm actually, I'm I'm happy with that. I think cool. That yeah, you're right. I think it's it's definitely an album track, but it's a decent album track. That that intro riff of the drum bit kicking in, is, I think it's great. I think the main riff is good. I do like um, the guitar tone. I'm with you on that. It's it's a really nice sort of warm, thick guitar yeah. tone, isn't it? It's, yeah, I, I like that. It's it's good. I'm I'm like I've already said countless times. I'm really looking forward to the album. It's, Concept it's free, aside, free. you know. So let's see. Look, it's going to be better than the new Megadeth album anyway. So we've already said that. <laughs> Oh, it, like, just, just, just that intro riff is better than anything Megadeth has done. It, yeah, that's um, true. That's true. Like, it'd be another one of my predictions that will come true before the end of the year. So I, I think, I think part of the problem is you can either go is it, when, when you when, when you've been doing this for so long. I think you can either. I think Megadeth. The, one of the problems with that album, that Dread and the Fugitive Mind. No, what was it? The Sick, the Dying, and the Dead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's going back. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> Dread and the Fugitive Mind. That was around about two thousand, wasn't it? it was that was, on, that yeah, was yeah. No, that was um, oh, that was an EP. Um, that was after two, but after Risk, the album. After yeah, that. yeah. Um, they uh, they were trying too hard uh, on this one. It doesn't sound. It don't. It doesn't sound like Metallica were trying too hard. It just sounds like they're just playing. So you can go one of two ways. You can just play and you'll come up with something, or you can sit down and try. You know, really. Like you know, have some kind of like metacognitive awareness of what you're doing, and it can either work or it can fucking backfire. I think it backfired for Megadeth. Don't by the sounds of it, it's not going to backfire for Metallica. No, so I don't, I don't think, think it will. I think I think they just. It sounds like they're just having fun writing riffs, which and... is the way it should be at their state at the stage they're at in their career. That's what it should be. Just enjoy playing, and what happens happens. Hetfield's even said that. You know, they, they're just, they're writing the best music that they can write right now and enjoying playing it. So let them go on with it. I, I would be happy to hear that song live. Yeah. It'll have a crunch to it, won't it? It'll be yeah. Good. Yeah, fair play to them. You know, if they, can, if, if they, you know, we've said this before, they're very easy to throw, throw shit at and 
it's that that it's that fine line. We we deep down we fucking love them. You know, our lives would be we worse for not have, for not having heard it. Heard them. True. Um so like when you love something that much, it is it's a thin line between love and hate. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> Look, chances are you and me wouldn't even be friends if it wasn't for Metallica. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know mean, what I mean, think of all the, all the uh, but again, think of all the people you've met through that yeah. band. All the conversations you've had all based around Metallica. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they'll always polarize enough that'll get people talking. Look, talking to my um my predictions earlier in this year, that was one of them. One of my others was um the Inflames new Inflames album Foregone is not going to be as good as people are hoping it to be. So look, it came out, what, three weeks ago now, and we haven't really talked about it in any great detail yet. So before we do all the rest of February, let's start with the big Swedish elephant in the room. Do you want me to give my opinion first, or should no, I, look, I, 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 I haven't open the floor? I haven't listened to it. I'm not, I haven't got anything invested in it. I just really want to sit here with my cup of tea and, and just let you go, because I think this is going <laughs> to I think this is going to be... A catharsis for you but also it's you know i think again because of the love it's so easy to slip into hate for you with this band yeah there, so there is a bit of that but right go for it but look i tell you what vor what what are your views on it because you will come at this from a much more reasonable position than i will <laughs> i i i would probably say that it it, it probably it probably is the best album they've made since clay man it's Probably, probably edges the albums they made just after that. So, you, we're so not, better, better than reroute, maybe slightly. Okay, I have my reasons Fair for enough. that. It's not, it's not up to par with the, you know, the classic four albums. No, 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 no. Simple as that. It's obviously. Not. I think, I think if you if you've loved In Flames over the last twenty years, if you've stuck with them, and you know you love you love the new new In Flames, I think you know post post Clay Man and classic In Flames, I think you'll really really like this album, but. If you're not keyed on the last 20 years of In Flames, I don't think this is going to do enough to pull you back in. Right. Okay. So I, I agree with a lot of what you just said, to be fair. Um, and I will say before I go on, this is definitely the best album they've done, definitely since Reroot. And you know what? In certain ways, there's a few moments where it's probably better than Reroot. I think overall it's not, but it's definitely the best since then. By a country mile, I will give them that. However... <laughs> Look, one of the issues I have is that one of the strongest songs on the album is State of Slow Decay, which was the first single they dropped. Yep. It's got everybody yep. got everybody interested. It had a real sort of out the gates kind of feel to it, that song. And he thought, oh, well, this is interesting. And a couple of others dropped, and they dropped Foregone Part Two, which is yeah. virtually all clean vocals and just sounds really overproduced. And I'll come back to Andrew's clean vocals in okay. a minute. And that kind of any sort of enthusiasm I had initially disappeared off the back of that one song but i thought you know i'm still i'm going to give it all a bit of a chance and whatnot so look get into the album it kicks off with state of slow decay which is a great song uh the great deceiver is a great song i think that's 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 up there with that that, that feels like listening to colony again doesn't it that's a, it's a proper inflamed song yeah. there's no clean vocals on it it's all aggressive it's got the swedish guitar harmonies it's got a you know it's got a decent solo in it that's a really that's the best song they've done in a very very long time. Yeah, really like that one. But this is another one. In the dark is another one. The first half of it is a bit, it's a bit trite. But then it, once all that's out of the way, the second half of it is there is some proper classic in flames in there. You know that whole chorus of 
something about a war no one wants to win it it just sounds really lazy i i don't quite get where where all that's coming from it's it, but it's his clean vocals that have that have basically shat over the whole album what there is on the album has been ruined by anders clean vocals because it's layer upon layer upon layer we know his clean vocals aren't great and it just sounds way too polished way too layered and it it shits on the album as far as i'm concerned musically yes there's a lot to it but his vocals really fucking let me down stop trying to fucking sing just stop i don't want you to growl anymore you know sort of clayman reroot era that's fine stop all this clean singing it's just there is no commercial edge to inflames i don't need it just do what you do well stay yeah. in slow decay great deceiver cracking songs just do that and I'll come back. I will come back. I promise. It's yeah. It, it's an interesting one. I mean, I'm I'm a bit more open to the singing than you are. That doesn't mean I want to hear it a lot. I kind of I, I want them to be that classic in flames kind of thing. I mean, there's there's too much of it. Uh, yeah. There, there, and there's times where it, it was just it just came across a sort of whingy, you know, you know, naughty's metalcore, and yeah. I, I don't want that. And it's one it's one of the things that put me off. I suppose new me- new metal bands, not new metal yeah. bands. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I kind of why I kind of retreated from the scene a bit because it was getting the metalcore stuff was too polished for me, not raw, and I didn't like that sort of whingy emo singing that too much was being brought in. And he is guilty of this at times here. I mean, thing is, what you said about Forgone, Forgone Part Two, I loved. I think there's a good balance there between classic in flames. And the the newer in flames where the singing can be used. For, for me, it's it's probably the best track on the album. Oh, that's that's just the difference for me. Is I, I you know, I put my cards on the table. I was way more averse to those uh, to reroute soundtrack and come clarity than you guys were. Um, and I I know for example, I know a lot of people slated a song called Touch of Red, and I loved that track. I just sometimes have always knew. yeah but that's just me though but and i i yeah i lost interest after after come clarity but yeah it's i think the balance isn't isn't there at times i mean if we go back to bleeding out i love the build-up at the start of that song awful song i love a start but then the rest of it is like yeah it just feels a bit flat goes nowhere yeah I mean, the ballad, what was it, Pure pure Light of Mind? It's, yeah, I think that's where the singing really kind of got to me. It's like, I don't I don't really want to hear this in Inflames' right. album. It's, it's too, too much. much. Uh, and by the, I mean, by the end of it, when the last three or four tracks were just filler for me. I mean, end, tra- end the transmission was just, yeah, that's kind of the kind of Inflames I'm not really interested in. It was just dirge. We need to so, tack a song on the end of this. It's not long enough. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know. But I think the album's a little bit too long, actually. I think... I can I see that. Me, yeah. The most the most disappointing thing about this new album is um, Trigenza's rant about it. I was expecting something a lot more colourful, you know, kind of eviscerating. You know, no, kind I'm, of I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to cover it from a reasonable point of view. But I, I wanted <laughs> to see like kind of like you know, throth at the mouth, and <laughs> what we got given is like this kind of mediocre, woke, fucking rational reasonable review i don't want rational i want you but it's 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 not that bad this is the problem it's not it's not that bad when we where we consider what they've done for for the last 15 16 years yeah it's not there 
I think if I had bigger hopes for it, if I believed the hype and I was coming into this album going, yeah, this is classic in flames, they're fucking back, then it would be different. But I wasn't. I mean, I mean, one thing I said recently on social media is we've got to remember, this is not classic in flames. No, it's not. This is only two of classic in flames. And don't yeah. forget, they, they, they swapped two members in between Horacle and Clayman, yeah. didn't they? So, you know, we don't have that band anymore. It is not the same. No, it's not the same we band. We can't. We can't expect the same. It would be great if they were, if they'd gone back, but they're not going to. So we just got to, what we want is for the songs to be good. Well, I'm hoping that that going forward, you know, if they do build on this album, I'm just hoping that having someone like Chris Broderick in the band with with a thrash background, you know, I'm hoping that he will bring something to the party and it will add a bit more aggression to it, you know? So it's promising. So watch this space. Look, I'll, I'll be interested to see how some of these songs come across live in the summer when they play Bloodstock. Um, I will probably do my usual thing with Inflames. I'll walk up to go and watch them. They don't play half a Horacle and half the Jester race. And I walk off pissed off, grumpy and moaning and go to the bar. That's what <laughs> exactly what I will fucking do, just like I've done every time before. Now, on a much more positive note, should we talk about pest control? Yeah. Because we'll, uh, we'll be seeing them next week with, yes. with Creator and Municipal Waste, which we're really looking forward to. Um I, I stumbled across Pest Control late last year, I think it was. A couple of EPs oh, okay. that were out. Really liked them. But this this album, a band this fresh, this new, do not have the right to come along and bang out a thrash album like this. It's too fucking good. It's just, I mean, it's it's one of those, it's, it just sort of dropped out of nowhere. I mean, obviously people in the scene seem to know about it and be prepared, yeah. but it was not on our radar at all, I think, in the, in the last few weeks. Not really, no. Everyone's banging on about it completely and it's like oh give it a go and yeah and then within two days i'm ordering the green vinyl yeah i missed that I I get back. yeah <laughs> um but even the artwork the artwork's bonkers absolutely bonkers you know and um what's it 21 minutes long pretty much nine songs something like that yeah and, and it just yeah, it just but... goes a million miles an hour there's a couple of songs that are more than two minutes um but it is its best thrash album I've heard in many, many years. I can, really I can, fucking good. I can see things, yeah, kicking off. I mean, they've got the breakdowns where where necessary, but it's yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, I'm struggling. It's one of those albums I, I can't. I'm struggling to pick a favorite because it's consistently great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with That's that. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. I don't. It all it, it ebbs and flows as well. I mean, you know, it opens with acoustic, spooky yeah, acoustic, but yeah. thrash does. And yeah. then it does that on side B, you know, halfway yeah. through the album, it takes a break and opens again with it. So yeah. um, you've got, you've got that, but yeah, the rest of it, it's just, it's just thrash after thrash. And yeah, it's a, it's a trouble about, you know, reviewing albums like this, which are just great crossover thrash albums. You, you can't really talk about the, the depth and the epicness and, and this and that. <laughs> just thrash. It's just fucking it's thrash. It's bloody great thrash. Yep, it is bloody great thrash. And you know, uh, and, they're a young British band and that's what makes it even better. And I think, you know, and I don't really want to sort of bring this up, but I think we have to because we don't hear enough women singing thrash. No, true. They're everywhere else, they, they've got the rest of metal covered, which is great. Yeah. Thrash, certainly on vocals, they seem it doesn't happen. So yeah, when we need more women singing thrash, because yeah, brilliant. Get them on a tour with bands like like Nervosa and you know Holy Moses, things like that. Be you know 
I think they could go a long way. Pest control. I think Europe will absolutely lap them up. You know, the oh, hardcore scene, the thrash scene. Yeah. I mean, get, get an American tour. Christ almighty, they'll, they'll go down a storm. Yeah, get, you get them talking with someone like Municipal Waste. Well, they, I think they, they, do cross, they do cross over as well. Pardon the pun. But um, <laughs> last year, they supported Eternal Champion. Oh, blimey. Okay. So, you know, they do have a, a real crossover appeal to them. So, look, good luck to them. I, I hope they, yeah. they do really well off the back of this album. really do. It's, Brit- yeah, it's, British, it's British metal and it's great British metal. Yep. And we would always, we would always make that clear. Yeah, we're always bad. Really looking forward to next week. So we'll um, we'll talk about yeah. that after the yeah. game. It's gonna be a good night. That so something else that is uh, that has slowly ripped my face off this month. Um, it's actually grown on me more and more. I've listened to it. Um, was the new Hell Ripper album, Warlocks Grim and Withered Hags, which came out on the seventeenth. Um, I liked it from the start, um, and then the vinyl arrived, and I listened to it properly uh, again and again and again, and. This is going to be in my top 10 of the year, I think. Okay. I think it's just the, the leap from the previous album to this one. Um, you know, it's just a, a completely sort of sense of adventure with the songs. He's way more ambitious than he has been before. You know, you've got a seven and a half minute song, the title track. The album closes on an eight plus minute song, you know, which is which is bordering on black metal. The closing song on the album. Um Mester Store War Worm, <laughs> I don't know. which yeah, is um, I, I can't even. And I've got I've got notes on this. It's based on Orkney law. It's an evil creature hatched into life by a malignant spirit. The whole story is is, is bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. Look it up, and it'll it'll make a bit more sense. The title track is the standout track for me. I think it's just a it's a proper metal epic. And I Deceiver is another one. That's again the chorus. Pure but, black metal. I was about to say, I mean, it's 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 an accessible track and it's a black metal chorus through and through. And you can't you can't really say that accessible and black metal chorus. It no, but it work. works. It, 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 yeah. And we just have to revert back to the fact that this is one man doing all of this. The musicianship on this album is incredible. You know, it, it's, it's just unbelievable. Production, probably a step yeah, up as the well. The production is brilliant. The production is absolutely brilliant. It's, it's perfect for this kind of music. My daughter was amazed when I told her this is one man, no, okay. she, she just couldn't believe that. I don't think that's why she sort of got into it as much well, as you, she has. Did you make it clear he wasn't playing all the instruments at the same time? I haven't, I haven't really said that. I'm not sure whether she understands <laughs> that or not. But, um, well, I'll, I'll leave that as an illusion and, you know, her trying to work out how that exactly works. Um, but yeah, look, even down to the artwork, the artwork's brilliant. He's, he's properly nailed it on this one. It's going I, in my top 10. I, I, I think it's a good album. It's certainly a good album. I, maybe I need a few more listens. Certainly what you've said about sort of note, notable tracks, I will say. I mean, the, you know, the one we all know from the start, the Knuckle of E. Yeah. Said that right. It, it, it's classic Hell Ripper, but with a bit, expand, a bit expanded yeah. on. You know, it, it, it kind of, it's just enough to give us that taste. And yeah, you've got either Deceiver, the title track, which yeah moves around. I mean, that, that main riff that... that appears after the build up and proceeds the verse. the big call to arms chorus you yeah know, I, I mean that, i mean so it just good. it sounds scottish it's not even got bagpipes and the riff sounds scottish yeah, it does um, it does and then it's and then after that's done after seven minutes you've got you know goat vomit nightmare which is just great three minutes or whatever of, of pure just blue, very bluesy speed metal 
Um, That's probably the most classic Hell Ripper song on the album. Yeah, to be honest, I, I will say for me though, I think we've definitely it's it's very much a record of two halves. I I think that that side A is absolutely brilliant, um, and like I say, so much ambition and so much um, uh, aimed for compared to previous albums uh, that he nails it. And I do feel that side B doesn't quite show that same ambition. I think that apart from the closing track. I think the the three albums that precede, the three songs that precede it feel like classic Hell Ripper, which are good, which are solid, but they don't they don't reach as high, and it feels very much like a, a brilliant side A and a you know a solid good side B. Um, so well, end of year, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's a good album. I'm not I'm not going to say it's it's an okay. It's a good album. Whether I think it's a great album in the long run, I'm not sure at the moment. Um, but certainly, you know, what we've seen many times on this album shows, you know, he he's got he's gonna be one of the greats for yeah. a few years. So yeah. No, I that, you know, your opinion's your opinion. But yes, that's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um look, give it more listens. That's all I can say. Cause it, it I, I agree with you because it I liked it at first, like I just said, but it has grown on me more and more. I've listened to it, whether it's in the car, whether it's at home. It's I've just got more and more out of it every time I've listened to it. So, so what else has come out? So this is one you you pointed out to me earlier in the month, which took me a few goes, but when it did click, it really clicked. Is that a fucking jammy dodger in your mouth? Yeah, it's a jammy dodger. Uh, was uh, <laughs> Frozen Dawn, The Decline of the Enlightened Gods, which came out on the 10th of Feb um, on Transcending Obscurity, which uh, gave us Leper Colony earlier in the year, didn't they? Um, look, I'll let you go with this because... You point out, you know, what are your sort of words on it? Yeah, I mean, this was getting a lot of uh, heat on social media. Um, so I gave it a go. Very melodic black metal. I mean, I, I, I'm i not a huge black metal devotee. I'll make that very clear. But um, the way it was being spoken of was uh, propel me to actually give it a proper go. And yeah, it's extremely melodic uh, black metal. Uh, there's a particular particular track i will highlight uh called frozen kings which i don't think i've ever heard that on any black metal song it's it's just catchy and i don't that's not a word i use for any black metal band and i think it shows exactly how how ambitious the the scene can be and i think with 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 these guys and uh, moonlight sorcery i think we're seeing where black metal should really be pushing and should have been pushing for many years it doesn't need to be you know this un inaccessible harsh um, evil sounding thing which is alien to outsiders it's it's fundamentally music it can still have that sound and that atmosphere and be this very accessible thing and what I found yeah over, over the album which again I think is is good overall uh, maybe not great uh, because it lacks a little bit of um, diversity except at the end when they bring a bring a bit of acoustic in it's a good consistent melodic black metal album which ebbs and flows slightly and keeps keeps your attention um but you've got you've got the black metal traits there you've got you've got the harsh vocals you know the savagery which i think is very prevalent on uh black rain awaits uh, you've got the triumphant sort of epic black metal bits as well um and overall yeah it, it, this is a this is a good black metal album which which you know i think will be very appealing to people who may not be into black metal um and that's a that's a recommendation in itself i will i will give so very much check worth checking out 
Well, coming from someone who, uh, like you say, you're not a massive black metal fan. No. Um, that's pretty high praise. Look, I at first I was like, yeah, this is this is good. This is this is black metal kind of thing. It's fucking relentless. The album is relentless until you like say you get that acoustic bit towards the end, but it just goes at a million miles an hour all the way through. But the more I've listened to it, the more stuff has started to jump out at me. Um, and I was thinking about this earlier today when I was uh, I was listening to it in the car. It's got that sort of savage brutality of like 1349 and Watain, bands like that. It's got that kind of epic touch that Emperor bring. And it's also got a bit of the grim, frostbitten immortal about it. It's kind of pulling all these elements from different black metal bands. Yeah. And throwing it all into a big pot. Um, like you say, it's not an, an incredible album. I think it's a really good album and it's grown on me with every listen. But if if this is a direction, I've, I've not heard anything they've done before, but this is something they could really grow. And I agree with you about Moonlight Sorcery as well. It's This is what black metal should be. Mm. How to do modern black metal. Yeah. Like, it, like the Spectral Wound album last year was the same. This is it. I mean, they, they need to learn when to pull back a bit and expand a bit more and whatnot and yeah and and have more ebb and flow over the over the album there's one particular song for me um which is called oath of forgotten past yeah which is probably the most ambitious song on the album it's got a yeah you know, a huge solo towards the end of it it's really big really epic and if that's the kind of direction they go this band are quite exciting mm. so uh yeah watch this space i think I, I think they'd be good live if they could translate this into a you know into a live setting, I think it would be uh, it would be awesome. And, you know, in a dark, dingy, fucking grimy little underground bar kind of thing. Yeah, you, still, you still want that. I mean, you know, they're black metal, remember? Yeah, exactly. Although with a name like Frozen Dawn, is that black metal? It's, it's, a, bit, <laughs> it's a bit goth, isn't it? No, I'm not sure. Yeah. They're Spanish, aren't they? Are they? I, you know, I don't I think, know. I think I they're know. Spanish. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe they were going for something else. I don't know, but eh, it works. I, I lack a little bit of research on that front, but yeah, the, the Wherever they're from, whatever they do, it's 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 good for me. So, fucking hell, what else? It's been a busy month. Um, yeah. Another one that you you brought to the party as well was Ontborg, mm. following the steps of Damnation, came out on the twenty fourth. Which, you know, in the same month where In Flames released an album, um, In Flames also released an album under the name Ontborg. Ooh, what a, oh, what? Okay. Um, hmm. Well, may, maybe that's that's maybe that's a little. Uh, a little narrow minded. It's not the comparison I was going to make, but we'll come to that. I've only listened to it twice, yeah. and I can hear a, this band are Italian, by the way. Yeah, um, and I can hear a lot of Swedishisms, an awful lot. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, huge yeah. amount. Even the artwork is is very Swedish Maladeth. So if you've listened to it more, you, you have the floor. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, what pulled me into the to this band is is they got the entombed guitar sound. Um, yeah, properly. You've got that. I, I'm in. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll give you a go. Whatever happens, and and if, if it feels, you know, they're not going to be trapped by the the sort of uh, the style of of Entombed. They want to be a bit more expansive. And yeah, at times it actually sounded to me like Trivium with Entombed's guitars. Um, at times, it had that kind of. That's an interesting that kind of take. Yeah, that's the structure I, that, that it had. It felt like to me, um, but it's still yeah, sort of melodic death metal. So yeah, it's 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 expansive. It's 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 big. It you know has that sort of triumphant epicness at times. I mean, stuff like steps have uh, steps of damnation and nightfall. You know, really 
really good sort of um, representations of what they do. Um, and then to the north is is a big, slower, lurching sort of track that, again, just sort of slows down. I think overall, though, I think it's sort of it's a it's middling. I think as an album, I think it's 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 okay, touching on solid, almost good. My concern with it is the, that guitar sound isn't really suited to albums of fifty five minutes long. I didn't even, I didn't even notice the length to be honest. Fifty five minutes. It's you wanna you know in two know what they're doing. You know Wolverine Blues. That's what half hour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, no, we we all we all know the 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 right album length is sort of nine to eleven songs, thirty five to forty minutes. Yeah, job done. This, this needs to be a forty minute album. They, yeah. they they need to know when to pull back. And I think some of these songs go on a bit longer than they need to. Um, if I'm honest with you, and I get they want to sort of have that big bigger sort of sound than they you know others others do, but I think they need to sort of pull it back a bit. Um, and yeah, stick to forty minutes. Edit a few of their songs maybe get rid of rid of one or two here and there and and focus on making those songs a little bit dyna- dynamic during the time again it, it comes down to they were it felt a bit relentless like frozen dawn did but they're not as fast so at times it felt like you were just sort of grinding it out a bit um so for me it's it's very much a sort of three out of five album but there's some good stuff there and so much promise in the future yeah i i need to listen to it a bit more i've only given it a couple of plays in the car so um, but I did like what I heard. I'd like, you know, I agree with you on the Entombed. It is very Swedish. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it some more listens. Um, artwork's good, though. I did like the artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, what kind of what you'd expect. Um, so, yeah, uh, another one. See, this is one that came up on um, on social media in the last week or so. Um, the band Hail the Void. Mm. The album's Memento Mori. <laughs> Which, uh, which is not the uh, we're not talking about the new Depeche Mode album. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> this came out on Ripple Music on the seventeenth. This this is kind of blown me away a little bit. This has. I just want to say, excuse me if I sound like I've got a mouthful of fucking golf balls. I've got a stinking cold, and I, I, I keep keep coughing my guts up. Um, what, one of us has. That's that's how it is with this. It's this always podcast. the way, isn't it? One always of us the is. fucking way. One yeah. of us is ill. Um, but yeah, this like, this this I'm loving this. I still haven't properly got into it yet either um <laughs> there he goes <laughs> Look, for anybody who hasn't heard them this is sort of like stonery doom you know it's it's quite atmospheric there's there's some sort of you know slightly more low-key stuff on the album as well it's not all heavy but when it is heavy it's so fucking heavy you know it's, and it, it's yeah in headphones as well it sounds incredible but the production of this album I mean, you'd think this was a very, very experienced band to have been kicking about for years and yeah. have got, got a big yeah. name producing them. I mean, it sounds incredible. You, you don't want this kind of stuff to be clean, but this sounds clean as, or as clean as you want. Yeah. Without losing what they're doing. Um, I, I think it's a stunning piece of work. And I've, I've sort of listened to a little bit of the previous work as well. And they're a band I'm, I'm really getting into um, very, very quickly. Uh, I think the more I listen to this, it needs to be a vinyl listen, I think. So I can listen to it properly, give it, do it the justice. Um, but the, the riffs are fucking enormous. Colossal. Absolutely fucking enormous. Yeah, colossal. Perfect word. Anybody who's into that kind of thing, this is one for you. I, I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I was t- I, the, the two tracks that pulled me in were Talking to the Dead and High and Rising. Just like, just 
yeah, just me memorable choruses. But there's there's anger there. That's the thing about yeah. a lot of um, yeah, it's quite aggressive. A lot of these kind of bands is that there's you know they can sound a bit chilled out but guttural. Um, these guys actually sound angry. There's a level um, of intensity you don't always get yeah. with this kind of music. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and this is the thing. There's just a real good blend about it all. Yeah, uh, and they know you know it's not just heavy and big and colossal riffs. As I said, you've got the slower stuff, the more chilled out stuff. There's yeah. that. There's that balance. You know, you know, I'm not a doom slash stoner metal fan. That's not something I normally go for. Um, and again, I don't think this is going to be high up in, in my albums for the year, mainly because of those reasons. But I can really appreciate this album for what it was. And I think if you if you like this kind of thing, you'll love this album and this will probably be in your top 10 of the year. Um, yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of people saying, you know, this is this is a contender for them. It's their album of the week, album of the month. And I can see why um, it's I can't. It might not be my specific thing, but I'm struggling to find fault with the album. Yeah, I, I think from a from a like an impartial point of view, I think that's that's probably the best way of putting it. I love this kind of thing. You know, I'm I'm, I'm big into my big riffs and and doom and all that kind of stuff. And but it, it's the kind of music that if it's not right, it can be quite boring. Yeah, it can be a bit one dimensional. That's, and that's it. And this is this this is an album that proves that it doesn't always have to be that. This is yeah. so dynamic. There's so much going on. And they just mix the moods perfectly all the way through the album. Mm. Flows really nicely. And it, yeah, tell you, through headphones, it just sounds incredible. Yeah. It, it, again, it's, 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 I'll say the intensity of the vocals, it just sounds impassioned. Yeah. Genuine, authentic. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah if, you like, if, you like it, if you like it heavy, if you like big fucking riffs, go and listen to this album. Hail the Void, Memento Mori. Um, on Ripple Music. I think the vinyl gets released sometime next month in the UK. You can get it from the States, but you'll pay an absolute fortune in shipping and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. You know, so uh yeah. Um, what else? Oh, Air Raid. Have you had a listen to this? Fatal Encounter. I've had a couple of listens, yeah. <laughs> Proper fucking heavy metal of steel, of thunder, flying through the sky with yes. blood raining down and planes and all flying V's and flying hair. Look, I, it, it is what it is. It's, it's great fun. It's a really good fun metal album, but it's, you know, it's not reinventing the wheel, is it? I, yeah. I mean, I, maybe I need to give it some more out um, albums, give it some more listens, but uh, I'm, I, I found it a bit pedestrian, if I'm honest with you. I get that. It, it's, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be, I mean, you can have this kind of stuff. It's very familiar. Um, and look, you know, some of the stuff that's been released in recent years, it's got bombast, it's got energy, it's got vitality. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you think of the albums we've talked about, you know, in, in recent years. And I'm not really getting that from these guys. It just feels a bit, it's competent and they know what they're doing, but it kind of feels like they're, I don't know, there's just something missing for me at the moment. And, and, I, and, I, and I think they can do it because I think Edge of a Dream and Pegasus Fantasy, that closer, which is not in English language, which I think they're both pretty decent. So they've got something, but at the moment they're not quite clicking for this kind of stuff. And I think you can be generic. You can be, uh, you know, we could have heard it all before, but you can still have that certain kind of level that pulls you in and think, you know what, they're, they're justified in doing that. And at the moment they haven't quite reached that point. I don't know. 
Well, I, like I said, I just put it down to it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's nothing more than that. Um, the kind of thing that if if I was at a, if I was at a festival and they were playing, I would hundred percent go and watch them. Kind of thing, drinking beer and watching heavy metal. It's, it's that it's that kind of vibe for me, which I'm all for. You know, one way or another. It, you know, look, the whole new wave of traditional heavy metal thing. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast. There's there's some great bands out there, and yeah, there are some that are a bit more fair to middling. Um, and this is probably somewhere in between those two for me. So it's. You know, but it's a great name, Air Raid. Brilliant. Name oh yeah, I mean the, the the imagery that you know they they've got that. So, yeah, you know. in, in, <laughs> yeah, in spades, mate. Absolutely, fucking brilliant. If you said this was a bit pedestrian, um, the new Megaton Sword album, Might and Power, um, which came out on our favourite label, Dying Victims. This is definitely dividing opinion. This album. Yeah. Really divided. Did, did you did you see Blaine Blaine Smith's review on that's TV? kind of what well, yeah. I'm going. Yeah, Blaine Smith's review was. Quite damning, to be honest. He, he, he was slated. He was gutted. Yeah, I've never seen him like that before. I've <laughs> purely based on on how he felt about the previous album, which I'm not a fan of. Couldn't get into it. I saw the name that I've got to listen to a band called Megaton Sword. Yeah, that's going to be right on my street. Um, and then I went, it it kind of did nothing for me. But this one, this one definitely does. Weirdly. I'm bucking the trend, I suppose, but I. You think it's a bit mid-paced, a bit slow, because that seems to be the, the biggest gripe. Well, yes, but that doesn't mean it's bad, or I don't like it. They're on dying victims, so I'm obliged yeah. to give them a go. And I, when I first checked out a couple of songs, I that's worth an extra point. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't keen. Again, mid-paced, a bit, bit rugged. Not bombastic enough, I'm thinking. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe not. But the album was talked about, I think, a lot this month around the release time. And I saw that review and it got my curiosity. And I saw other people talking about it more. And it's on Dying Victims. And I, got, I came back to it. And I listened to one particular track called Might. And there was something about it that just hooked me. I don't know if it's just that that chorus for the 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 title as it were in within the chorus and it just it pulled me back in long of a short of it is i love this album yes mate. <laughs> I, I, I love this mid-paced and slower is not the problem okay it's you can do that stuff and still have bombast and epicness because you've got character because you've got steel you've got something there um well, Amon Amarth have made a career out of that. So basically, you know. yeah. And I don't know what this guy's taking, but I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, you said last week, you know, this was like Mastodon, you know, having an orgy with Ghost. Yes. But for me, it felt like more like Man of War having an orgy with Ghost, if I'm honest with you. It felt, it felt like, you know, if Man of War. Well, Mastodon coming, masturbating in the corner. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. If, yeah. You know, and, and this is the thing. And this is why I want to mention Ghost, actually, because as I said, said when I first listened to Ghost years ago, I didn't get it. It didn't click. And I then ignored them for three albums. That's true. You did. And this this reminds me of early Ghost, that kind of weird, kooky sort of sort of uh, undergroundish, rugged metal that's a bit odd. And it's like, you know, Ghost were coming from coming at it from the occult satanic angle. And these guys are coming, coming, at, coming at it from the power fantasy Dungeons and Dragons angle. And it feels like yeah. Man of War's snotty little brother that's just got a <laughs> bit of weirdness to it. I love it. it. At some point in the last week, it clicked. It really clicked with me. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's not going to be to everyone's tastes. No, but definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, it's it's epic heavy metal. It's not fast. It's not it's not sort of uh, exhilarating in that regard. But it's metal and it's fun. And it's just something that's just it just gets under your skin about it. It's got some so, very, very sort of interesting sort of chord progressions to it. There's, yeah. It just doesn't go where you expect it to go. The, type, the, the, the opening track of the album is probably the one that does that the most, uh, the, the Raven Light of Day. It's it's just, for, yeah. It's all over the place. But it's it, for it, drumming. It's the way they incorporate the yeah. drums against the guitars. There's, there's a, just a very distinctive kind of combination. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Can't, I, can't dis- I can't describe it, but it, it's distinctive. And that's the thing. It, 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 it's, it's that. It's the way it just stands out. Light proof in a time where it's very hard to be original that you can be original. Yeah. It, it will definitely polarise opinion, this album. I mean, I Whether did. Whether you I, like it or not. It's definitely a Marmite job, but it's definitely I, original. Yeah. I mean, I, t- I tasted some of the first album and I, I didn't listen to it properly, but I, I want to. I thought, oh, actually, I think I'm going to like this. So maybe. Yeah, I, I will go, go back on the first album yeah. now and, and I'll, I'll give it another go. It might make more sense. I mean, I mean, I went, you know, I went to their band camp and pretty much every physical piece of media, music and merch is sold out. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's across the board with Dying Victims, though, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, um, I think that's the thing. You need to trust Dying Victims. They know what they're doing. Oh, 100%. When it comes to heavy metal, old school heavy metal of any kind, they know what they're doing and you work on it. It's not, you're not going to like everything, but. Yeah, but you've they, got to give deserve. it all. You've got to give it all yeah. a go. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this album a lot over the year because it's just yeah, it's just fun and daft and. Yeah. I kind of the only one I will I will almost agree with 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 Blaine on this is is Babe Eternal on the end of the album, the ballad. I yeah. actually quite like I quite like the song, but I don't necessarily think it fits with the rest of the album. I, I don't think it's. I can see that. You know. But- I mean, for me, they've they got piano on it. So, you know. I'm... <laughs> yeah, and piano piano's <laughs> all good in my book. I'm, I'm all for that. But it just feels a little bit tacked on. But it, I I think it's a good song. He slated it, but he's wrong on that. <laughs> so, look, I, I think it's I think it's going to get better over the year. Like you said, the more you listen to it, the better it's going to get. And I will go back and listen to the previous album as well. Give it a chance. It's like I did with um, with Psy. You know, once mm-hmm. they clicked, I've gone back through their, their catalogue and I, I love it now. So sometimes you just need one song. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That is, sometimes that is all it takes. And and the opening song on this album, The Raven Like a Day, is, is what's done it. It was the hooks in that song. It got under my skin. So, so yeah, it will polarise, but it will certainly, uh, you know, it will certainly create opinions. Um, just one other I want to squeeze in um, because I stumbled across this this week. I never knew this band existed. Fuck knows why, considering the personnel. Um, which is the new Venomous Concept album, Good Ship Lollipop. Yeah. This is great. So this is Shane Embury and Danny Lilka. So this is, you know, this is sort of death matter royalty type of thing. And um, this album's just great fun. I've only listened to it a couple of times, but it's like early 90s kind of ministry and white zombie doing hardcore type thing. It's good fun. It felt like to me, it felt like a crossover thrash band trying to cover nineties alternative rock. Yeah, basically. It's uh, it, it, in some ways maybe like Mr. Bungle's slightly less mental. Yeah, cousin. a bit of that. Yeah, but I just can't believe I've I've never heard yeah. of this band before. And yeah, they they I, you really? know I've, I've I've only listened to it once just because of you know uh, coming across my um, 
feed. Um, and it wasn't what I was expecting, knowing the personnel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I think um, Buzz from the Melvins was in the band at one point as well. So it's yeah, it's been like it's been a bit of a sort of you know, like side projects generally are, aren't they? People come and go and and all that kind of thing. But yeah, I want to have a bit more of a listen to this and and go back and listen to some of the earlier albums as well because they they started twenty odd years ago. So I think there's four albums in total. Cool, yeah. So no uh, yeah, I, I need to get involved a little bit more in that. So. Uh, yeah, I'll um I'll report back on that in uh in in a few weeks time. Yeah. But um so what else have we got? We got a few I, things to I want to mention Buzzard as well. Also Dying, Dying Victims. Dying Victims, yeah, they were good enough to throw this on to us and I've given it give it some listens. Now they're not they're not a current band. They're this is the only album. So they're Belgian and they released this album Gambler back in nineteen eighty four. Um, and there was a bit, a bit of a, unfortunately, sort of a tragedy in the personnel, unfortunately, which basically halted their progress. Which seems to be the story about a lot of bands over the years. Unfortunately, something happens and they don't, they don't move on, or they split up and go their separate ways. And um, and I think it's dying victims. I think some other labels have been good enough to to have their eye, have their ear, ear to the ground, and know what's out there and bring things to attention, especially knowing what's popular now, what's getting attention. Um, you can have stuff like this, the classic heavy metal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it will get, you know, if it's good, it will get some attention. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I, you know, we, I've been doing my journey of metal, obviously, over, you know, over, over several months. Um, and as much as I haven't exhausted the 80s, I've sampled quite a bit of early 80s heavy metal. And the fact is a lot of it is guff. <laughs> it's as simple as that and there's a reason why a lot of those fans didn't get any further um fair placement for having a go but they were crap um have you listened are... to cutty sark yet yes i was yeah okay. I, listened to, I listened to them before you yeah yeah they they were all right anyway, carry on i think they were all right <laughs> but, no, so these guys buzzards they were not guff they were good and it's a shame they didn't um go any further Again, not reinventing the wheel, but they were a really good blend of everything that was going on at the time. So you had the bit of new wave of British, you had an element of thrash, bit of speed, bit of darkness, and and whatnot. And they were they were very contemporary of their time, but a good blend of everything going on at the time. Um, they sang about being heavy metal, so you know they got that nailed down to the T. Always a winner. Yeah, um, and yeah, I mean the, the production was pretty solid um certainly it certainly wasn't unlistenable in that regard um and yeah the, the overwhelming feeling i'm getting from this album is that it's a shame they didn't go any further because this isn't a classic album by any means but they could have made a classic album if they'd have kept going um, so this so this isn't a reunion or anything like that no this no just it's the album it's, being released absolutely it's, it's a case that the you know the the album's there and available for re-release and dying victims have done done a done a good job in actually sort of putting it onto their um onto their roster um, doing a good heavy metal and that's it and that's what it is and i yeah i would say if, if you like your classic heavy metal and you want to listen to an authentic band from that era that you haven't come across and i hadn't stumbled come stumbled across them before now um this is worth a go yeah buzzard <laughs> it's a great name for a band as well oh, yeah. buzzard. sounds like they should have a west country tang for me but um mm. but yeah um christ is yeah. that it for february there's some shout outs i think we still haven't got there yet. Final bell mentions. There's a couple I wanted to mention, actually. The first I wanted to mention was uh, Insomnium. You know what? I've seen this pop up um, on social media and that people have been raving about this. I haven't heard anything Insomnium have done 
since it's probably their debut i think i can't remember what it was called but it was sort of good if not a little unimaginative sort of scandinavian type death metal but i i've I've, that that's where it ended for me but i know a lot of people are making quite a fuss about this new album yeah, I, I gave this a go because there was a bit of fuss, but I also heard one of the songs. And yeah, this is this will be one I will keep listening to. So Anno 1696 is a concept album about the Finnish wish, the Finnish witch trials of the time. Um, so straight nice. away I'm hooked and, and, and interested. But yeah, very melodic, but very dramatic and very yeah, the chord the chord progression is is particularly distinctive. Um, you know, it's not it's accessible, but not in an obvious way. Um, and I would yeah, I think this is one to that will be a good grower for a lot of people and maybe be near the end of your lists. So, okay, you know, I, 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 I will uh, I will add it in then. I'll give that yeah. one a go next week. Uh, I also, yeah, I wanted to um, raise this as well because I I love this album and I think this might well be in my certainly my top ten. Um, small band called Def Pill. So uh, yeah, yeah mentioned them this week. Yeah, something something we yeah need to raise. So this is a a trio of Ukrainian women playing crossover thrash, but with a bit more of a punk push. Yeah. Uh, there's that sort of fun-ish, angry punk edge, a little bit grungy as well. So, but yeah, still distinctively enough crossover thrash. I, I, I love this album. It hits hard. It's enjoyable. It's got good rhythm. It's got good melody. It's angry, as you'd expect them to be. Fuck yeah. And, and again, it's like eight or nine songs, 20 minutes long. And, and and we've had this a lot in February, you know, with with these guys with pest control, and also we got uh, we had a little a good little one from Carpet Bomb. Yeah, that um, was good. Um, that was good. And there was an EP by a band called Terminal Violence. It seems to be this February's been the month for twenty minute thrash bangers. Um, so I'm not <laughs> sure, not sure what's in the water, but it, it, it keeps popping up. I'll, I'll yeah. back up Terminal Violence. That EP is a fucking banger, absolute yeah. banger, proper thrash. But yeah, um, Death Pill. I, I thoroughly recommend that. Blew me away when I heard it. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, anybody that comes out of Ukraine at the minute, you know, fair play to them. That it, whatever kind of gives a bit of positivity and things like that. Look, what Ginger have been doing, mm. you know, every time they play live, it, they make such a big thing of it. And it's great. And the love they get back from the crowd because of it all, it's also good to see. So, you know, we'll support, support this band definitely. I've listened to a couple of songs. Yeah, I like it. It's up my street. I like that kind of punky take on thrash metal anyway. So I'm all for that. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to listening to some more. Good name as well. Yeah. In an age where we've had, you know, every fucking heavy metal band and name under the sun that you can think of, there's some absolute belters out there at the minute. I don't know where they're coming, coming up with them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I you, so you almost just have to merge two, two particular types of word together and you get yourself a metal band. You know, like Hell Crash. That's about as root one as it oh. gets. Fuck me, that works. <laughs> and yeah, that's another Dying Victims release, which I'm 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 really enjoying at the minute. Church slut. Oh, great. They they would be a Sabbathy type. You know, big well, riffs. You know, having saying saying that, one of one of the, I mean, we we're probably going to talk about sort of albums out, but there a, 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 there was one by a band called Witch Ripper, which I've heard a track of, and yeah, I'll be listening to that more. But I just I don't know about names, just. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think I, uh, I think I added that to my Apple Music earlier, actually. That, yeah, but the one track that. I've heard is is definitely going to is pulled me in. And again, doom, doomy metal, not normally my thing, but this was a bit more expansive and proggy. And yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm actually mistaken. What I added was uh, witch throat serpent. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure about those, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, but I, I think their yeah. their their look, their imagery on the cover, get you know, is one to justify very uh, dark and occult. But yeah, if, if you're doing the doomy occult thing, you need the word witch in there. You need ripper in there. You need cult in there. You know that kind of thing. That you say. Yeah, yeah. It all uh, it all fits the bill. Um, look, February's been a great month, and I think I've already got eleven or twelve albums for my top ten so far this year. So it's going to be an interesting one come God. December. Actually, making choices, we may end up with a top forty. I, we, I, yeah, this right. I mean, I, I say you, you get two or three good albums. A week, yeah, that's more yeah. than 100 albums, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, metal is alive and strong. Long may it continue. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about, which I haven't really looked into a great detail, but um, <laughs> it will probably be terrible, but it'll probably be very entertaining. Um, a new horror film starring Tom Araya, Randy Blythe, and David Vincent from Morbid Angel called Hair Metal Shotgun Massacre. And to give you the gist, yes. Follows the story of a hair metal band that after deciding to record their debut album from within a creepy cabin located in the middle of a cemetery, accidentally open a gate that allows demons to possess the corpses that reside on the grounds. Fuck yes. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) for for me, you've got to put some effort into that. You've got to get a good director. You've got to get a bit of money behind that and make it worth your while. Don't just shit it out with your mates for a laugh. Put the effort into it because yeah, Tom Araya's in it. What I, more I, do you want? I want professionalism from from. <laughs> Fuck your from professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, yeah, but yeah. Put the effort into it. Make it make it brilliant. Yeah, so it's, what, it's, what, it's, so what, what what do you what do you want from it? Then, if you watch this film, what what is it you want? It's, it's one thing to say professionalism, but what do you actually want? Well, I want I want. I tell you what he wants. I want. I tell you what he wants. He wants the moon on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? After that, I'm gonna have a weak lemon drink. We're gonna to have to watch it. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no, but but you know, get it funny, get the get the special effects, get the gore. Yeah, yeah, come on, you you, you get this right. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a great great film, and that's right up my alleyway in terms of general general content. And the soundtrack is gonna be good, isn't it? So, yeah, you you would expect it to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, but with a with a title like that, yeah, don't don't let us down. Yeah. Don't fucking let us down. Deliver the goods, please. There's, there's, I mean, we could, well, we could, we can't, because even I'm not sort of too averse. But there's, there's a few rock-themed horror films from the '80s out there, which I don't think any of them ever really did well. They were always very underground and whatnot. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of I to want, be expected. I want, I want a good one. Well, let's, 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 yeah. let's, let's not hope too much because we'll probably be disappointed. But yeah. no, I'll tell you something that we haven't done for a few weeks uh, is a band of the week. So, do you want a band of the week? Yeah. Right. Well, don't just just calm down. <laughs> you know, sit down, calm down. Well, just, I mean, it's it's an obvious question, of course. You know, <laughs> do you want a band? Of, right, I'll give you a band of the week. This is a band called Necropanther. Yes. Yes. Um, which uh, you uh, you passed my way, so I'm I'm going to give them a shout out. They describe themselves as a short, thrashy death metal from a dystopian future, which is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> they're, they're from they're from Denver. Um, it's, well, it's heavy, it's fast, it's it's full of hooks. What the fuck is dystopian about Denver? For Christ's sake, I mean, cannabis. I don't know. Have you ever been there? Um, <laughs> cannabis is legal. Look, this is this is just sort of straight for the throat, aggressive, thrashy, hardcore crossover kind of metal. It, it sounds like everything else out there at the minute, but this this one has jumped out. I don't know whether it's the extra aggression or, or what it is, but this this ben, new ben, album, Betrayal. Um, a and I think. 
to the guitar sound. Yeah, and also the concept behind this album is the Warriors, the movie. Oh, so. well, I didn't know that. Oh. So that that kind of that's what sort of made me take a little bit more okay. interest. Yeah, obviously for benefit viewers, that's my favourite film. So there you go. So oh. now you'll look at it in a different light, and it's also. It's part based on the movie and part based on the the, uh, the the Greek mythology that the movie was inspired by. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a lot of thought gone into this, I think. But that alone makes it worth listening to. Right. Um, okay, well. Look, if you're into At The Gates, Toxic Holocaust, Hell Ripper, Skeleton Witch, stuff like that, you're going to like this. So I'll um, I'll add their band camp to, uh, to the link tree on social media over the weekend and yeah, give it a listen. It's good fun. There's a couple of albums out before as well. Um, but yeah, if you like it hard, fast, heavy, give it a go. I mean, sticking Necro at the beginning of anything was, you know, that's a winner. Again, it's this this metal band name, isn't it? They've taken two good words, put them together and got a great name. Necro Panther. You could put anything after the word Necro and you're onto a winner. Well, like Necro Kebab. Why not? Yeah. Necro Butcher's made an entire career out of it. <laughs> anyway, on that note, should we call it a night? I don't know what we're uh, I don't know what we're bringing to the party next week. I've got no fucking clue whatsoever. I think um, we just need to chill and talk bollocks next week. Really, I think. I think. Yeah, uh, so, something that that's um, something that I've been uh, thinking about a lot lately is is what what the, the what band merch has become and what an obsession metal fans have had with band merch over generations, but. Whereas it used to be about a T-shirt, it's now about so much more. Um, and I think that's something we need to talk about a little bit more if, if anybody's even interested. But look, what you can get merchandise-wise now, I know Kiss were always there, but these days, every other fucking band has got a hot sauce or a beer or a pair of hot pants or or whatever it may be. It's, it's gone. Oh, I'm, I'm still waiting mental. to, like, you, know, oh, you know, maybe like the Bay Area Big Four. Monopoly set. <laughs> you know, I know Metallica have got one, but so would you say that, that each of the big four would be the the railway stations? Oh yeah, you know. No, no, the entire board is based on the big four, right? So, like, think of maybe the Troubadour in San Francisco is that's like Bond Street. That's a green. That's like that. You know, that's that's prime real estate. Yeah. Yeah, but what what's Mayfair? Let's go straight to the point. Oh, see, I was I was. I would think that like Mayfair is master of puppets, whilst uh, like Old Kent Road is Risk. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to keep it in the nineties, right? Keep it at least like the first twelve or fourteen years. So I'm um, like, uh, and it, rather than like you know, you've got like the um, where it says like free parking. It's not that. It's just a picture of Bob Rock. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll he'll produce your albums for you. Yeah, and then like uh because you've got let's it is it community chest and what's the other set of cards? Chance. Chance, yeah, so that's called risk. <laughs> yeah, and you go to jail, well that's you know Vince Neal's there. So no, I think um I think we'll pick this one up next week then. Okay, this has got legs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think yeah, if um yeah. yeah, trying to come up with band merch that, that doesn't already exist would be a hard one. So <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll go away and have a think about that one. Yeah. And uh, so that, um, just, 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 just something popped in my head. Do you remember that um, episode of The Simpsons where Crossy the Clown finally goes like kind of underground because uh, he realizes that his like his, his jokes aren't working anymore because everyone's gone like alternative comedy. And um, like they even point out to him and said, like, you even your contract is written on Crusty brand. 
legal contracts. So, yeah. It's exactly the same fucking thing. Look, we'll um we'll 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 dive into it a little bit. So anybody who's listening, you know, talking about favorite band merch and favorite shirts and all that kind of thing, like the voice of reason with his smelly old sepultura football shirt and you know things like that those 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 things that we just hold dear you know it's yeah and there's and this, this my um there's my anthrax chafing dish <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll uh we'll come back to that next week so um gentlemen thank you um apologies that i uh sound like i'm drowning but um hopefully we'll be back on form next week and uh yeah cheers for listening catch you later Bye. Excellent to each other.